Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and Ike. Week eight of the NFL season is here. If you want to place a bet on the action, bet online is the place to do it. Man, if you're looking at the World Series, if you're looking at Thursday night football tonight, which is going to be phenomenal, or even if you just want to bet on something on Sunday, man, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, we've got the Browns Halloween weekend. A lot to discuss on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. How are you doing this morning, my man? I'm good, Mark. How you doing, bro? Glad to see you again. Uh, Pittsburgh got the Browns with Sunday on Halloween. Spooky, 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 right? So it's going to need a lot of comeback. I'm, I'm sure the Pittsburgh Steelers and those guys still reminiscing on what happened with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland coming in there running the ball down the defense throat and shutting down the offense. So I'm sure this game on Sunday is going to be damn good. AFC North football, you can never argue with that. But we are going to start today's show. Mike Tomlin addressing the college coaching rumors. He was linked to LSU. He was linked to USC. We talked about a week ago, Ike. But at least publicly, he's denying that he's not interested. What say you, though? What do you make of how Mike Tomlin addressed the coaching rumors earlier this week. Man, Coach T shut that thing down. He said, look, I'm at an organization, a prestige organization, right? I got two Super Bowl rings, one at Temple, one at Pittsburgh. My defense always been in the top 10, always been the top 10, no less than top 15. We're struggling on offense, but I never had a losing season as a professional head coach. Let me say that again. I've never had a losing season as a professional coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why in the hell y'all won't bring my name up for me to go back down to college when college coaches want to come to the NFL? The only two people that figured out is Nick Saban and, uh, and Urban Mike, and I see Urban going back to college after this season. One but, exception, Ike, one exception, Ike. Jimmy Johnson way back in the day as well. Okay, throwback. Coach Jimmy yes. Johnson. I got Coach, you. Coach T shut that thing down, man. He said he ain't got time to be playing with y'all, man. His kids, his kids was damn near born in Pittsburgh. He'd been in Pittsburgh for damn near 15 years. Have never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. If you just like look at all the history, has been before and have after Coach T. Coach T said, man, I ain't got time for this, man. Y'all better stop playing with me. Stop throwing my name out there. But 
when Coach C said something about a blank check. I said, hold on. <laughs> yes. I said, hold on, Coach T. One of these boosters could be a billionaire. And they say, Coach T, we'll give you goddamn $60 million for two years. Your ass, your ass leaving Pittsburgh. You leaving Pittsburgh. So I'm not saying you could be bought. And you did say, never say never, but never. Coach T, let one of them boosters, all jokes aside, write your $18 million per year check. Oh, yeah, you leaving Pittsburgh all day. I don't care what you're talking about, Coach T. <laughs> you leaving Pittsburgh all day. I love the gamesmanship. It's like challenge accepted because that is now out there. And the reason why he was linked into all of this is Carson Palmer had the conversation with Dan Patrick, and he was one of the names that got brought up for the USC job. So I did some research, Ike. He compared himself in the news conference to Andy Reid, who makes $8 million a year, ranks eighth in the NFL. Sean Payton at $9.8 million, ranks third. Tomlin at $8 million, too. To me, it's the gamesmanship of, okay, Let's see if he can get that pay raise. He's under contract through 2024 at the college level. Nick Saban, the highest paid coach in college football at $9.5 million that he's due to make this season. So that to me just leads me to believe in his football and the TV ratings keep just skyrocketing. Ike, it's if he wants to continue coaching beyond his current deal and he continues to have the success that he has, you know, you're going to have to pay for having one of the elite coaches in all of football. Somebody, somebody paid Coach T $2012-$15 million. That's just my personal opinion. If Coach T really wanted to leave, somebody, it, it's a blank check out there. Somebody just got to write it. But I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. But Coach T, um, at this point in time, he don't, he don't want to leave like Pittsburgh. It's home for him. Like he he got Pittsburgh locked down. He don't want to start all over. He don't want to babysit. He don't want to deal with them kids. He don't want to recruit. Um, but that's just what it is right now. Next year could be totally different, Mark. He might feel a change of heart. Like you see Coach T and Kevin Clover all the time at combines and pro days. They just enjoy it. He likes that process. I don't know if he wanna to go to high school and enjoy that kind of process. I think he liked that process as an NFL a professional NFL coach and going to colleges. I don't think Coach Till like going to high school. So right now I think Coach Till is at a good place, um, a, a good place, especially a good peace of mind when you want to talk about Pittsburgh and where he's at with that organization and what he's doing with the organization, how he likes handling the men. If you talk to the guys who've been played or are playing for Coach T, they just say, man, he's a player's coach. He always been like that with me. Coach T let me slide with everything. So that's just what, that's just what it is. But – He's very knowledgeable and he simplified simplifies the game to you to where he can break it down to whether you're three years old or 58 years old, regardless on if you know football or not. He just got that gift. That's just Coach T. So we'll see what's up, man. But right now, um, Coach T is just stayed in Pittsburgh for the year of 2021. <laughs> <With> Mark, <laughs> it's a blank check out there. <laughs> I don't care what Coach T say. It's a blank check out there. It just depends on how much they want to write it for. I have one last thought on this. And Courtney, turn the video machine on for this one. This is going to be a social breakout video. To my fellow media members and journalists out there asking head coaches in a news conference whether they're interested in another job, be better and ask better questions. In the history of humankind, I've never seen a head coach 
say publicly in a news conference, a head coach, oh yeah, I'm considering another job at another program, another franchise, another organization. Be better. I've never seen it admitted publicly. I know Coach T was very adamant that he's not interested in leaving Pittsburgh, but we've seen it before. We've seen other head coaches. Nick Saban's the first one that comes to mind who says, oh, no, 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 I'm not interested in this at all and goes back on his word. A head coach is never going to publicly admit that in a news conference rant over. Professional liars. That's all head coaches are. They're <laughs> professional liars. They're not supposed to give you what's going on in the house. They got to lie to you. You know, they, 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 that's, 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 just, that's just what it is when you want to talk about talking to the media. That's how they got professional coaches, man. They're professional liars. All right, Ike, we're going to move on. Steelers taking on the Browns Halloween weekend and the Steelers getting some key players back. Anthony McFarland's back on the 53-man roster along with right tackle Zach Banner. Continue to get that running game established. Now, a major storyline on the back half of the season for the Steelers, Ike, is this. Can Anthony McFarland emerge as Najee Harris's Batman? That's something I'm going to keep be keeping my eye on in the coming weeks. Um. I don't. I don't know, man. He gonna have to. They gonna have to, you know, slowly but surely with him, Anthony McFarland. We talking about let Najee just get in the groove. You know what I'm saying? Just, just hand the ball off to Najee with the shotgun or eye formation, but try to do it consistent. Cause you know, you know what Cleveland about to do. You know, Baker, Baker Mayfield about to hand the ball off at least thirty to thirty-five times and keep the clock. You know, going slow the game down. Let the defense do what they do against the Pittsburgh still the offense, but. Man, let's see if we'll have the best rushing game. Because for me, the best whoever had the best rushing game, this game right here is going to win the ball game. Far as like passing, Ben has been okay passing the ball to this point. Baker has been okay passing the ball to this point. I think they're down to uh, equal when it comes down to what they stats are this year between touchdowns and interceptions. So in this point, man, it's just a battle of the offensive line. Which offensive line going to play better than the other offensive line? What running back going to get in the best rhythm than the other running back? Whoever running back getting the best room is the team who's going to win the game. Yeah, Nick Chubb's back at practice. He's coming back from a calf injury, Ike. Now, I know Dearness Johnson did a nice job filling in for him in week seven, that Thursday night game, uh, because Kareem Hunt is also out for the Browns. Correct. Correct. Did a hell of a job. And so the Browns getting healthy too. Baker Mayfield has practiced this week. He sat out in week seven as well because of that shoulder injury. The Baker Mayfield case Keenum debates in full swing. Mayfield's played through the shoulder injury since week two. And there's reports out there that he's going to need surgery after the season's over and that he'll try to play through this shoulder injury. The timing of that's really unfortunate for him, Ike, because He's entering the end of his rookie deal, and the Browns have to determine after the 2022 season whether to offer him that hefty contract extension or not, something that the Ravens are going to have to figure out with Lamar Jackson as well. In the same draft class, Josh Allen got the bag, $43 million average annual salary through the 2028 season, but he's played at such a high level in Buffalo. That's really the big question that, Browns general manager Andrew Berry and company need to figure out is if Mayfield is worth that contract extension because we know one's quarterbacks make and get that second extension. We're seeing it right now with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. We've seen it with the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson once his rookie deal was up. 
you allocate more of the salary cap to your star quarterback and you don't have as much money to go around upgrading the rest of the roster. And that's really the dilemma that the Browns have entering this game with Baker Mayfield, who hasn't played well this season. Again, playing hurt right now through a shoulder injury, really, again, since week two of this season. So, Mark, I'm looking at it like between 35 and, and $40 million per year for Baker Mayfield, depending on what goes on during the season. Now, I'm thinking to Sean Watson. Here's why I'm thinking to Sean Watson. First of all, he already has a contract, one. Two, if you don't go down there to Miami, you can always, you know, depending on what the league, what everybody else want to do with this situation, determine. So you can franchise tag Baker Mayfield for, the, for, for next year if you want to. 2023, Ike, because 22 is his fifth-year rookie rookie deal. But I, I know what you're saying. Correct. So they can they can pick up his rookie deal or not if they want to, and that's mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns, right, on his fifth year fifth year option. They don't have to if they don't want to. So they they, are, they already they already have as well. So yeah. I'm sorry. So this, so so next year be his fifth year option that's picked up by the Cleveland Browns, right? Yes. Okay, you let him you let him play that out. You bring Deshaun Watson in, and the reason why you bring Deshaun Watson in one, he's already under contract. You can restructure his contract because this that'll put him at two years sitting out, right? But what what I what I do know is Deshaun Watson is an upgrade than Baker Mayfield. We all saw what Dr. Deshaun Watson did with yeah. what between four and five different coaches at his time. Deshaun Watson was a steady Pro Bowl. Uh, top 10 quarterback at his time. Deshaun Watson never had a defense at his time. Deshaun Watson, if you only know what DeAndre Hopkins was, he was just throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins. Deshaun Watson has been the guy, Mr. Houston, since he's he's walked into the Houston complex. Deshaun Watson is Mr. Houston. So when you get a guy like Deshaun Watson and you watch what Deshaun Watson did when he was back there at Clemson, then you watch Deshaun Watson when he was doing with some okay receivers once DeAndre Hopkins had left he was just he was just missing everything. So he had a lot on his shoulders. And I think for the most part, he's the only quarterback that did more with less. You look at Lamar Jackson, yeah, we talk about the receivers he don't have, but he do have a running game. He do have a defense. You give that to Deshaun Watson, you put Deshaun Watson over in the Baltimore Ravens, ain't gonna tell them what they're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 how I look at it. I'm I'm looking at what quarterback does more with less. And that's, that has been Deshaun Watson. Now, you give Deshaun OBJ, you give him Jar, uh, Jarvis Landry, you give him Njoku, you give him Peoples-Jones, and you give him that defense, and you give him Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> you want to talk about you want to talk about Super Bowl contenders, they'll definitely be Super Bowl contenders because going into the season, in the offseason, I was looking at the Cleveland Browns as Super Bowl contenders just by their roster. Just by the roster and the guys they had. I felt like Cleveland, per pound, per position, they have the best guys at every position or top five best guys at every position. They just not they just not putting the pieces together right now. So you put a quarterback into that, and we talked about truck or trailer. I look at Deshaun Watson as a truck. I look at Baker Mayfield as a trailer. So you put a truck on a team like that, <laughs> man, the sky's the limit is what I think. So either Miami or Cleveland, that's how I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. They're really between a rock and a hard place because of this, Ike. The Browns might value Mayfield more than any of the other 31 teams in the league because this was a franchise in quarterback hell. 2019, when Mayfield started all 16 games, Ike, 
The Browns hadn't had a quarterback to do that since Tim Couch in 2001. You know, you know, the old clip, the picture of the Browns fans where they've got whatever, whoever's quarterback jersey, and it's all the names that are crossed out. It's a social media, uh, hilarious picture. So if you want to pay Baker Mayfield 35 to 40 million, it's like, is he actually worth that or is he worth that to Cleveland specifically? And that's really the the big dilemma that I would have because I think Baker Mayfield's very middle of the road. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that are better than him, especially in the AFC. I also think there are many quarterbacks worse than him. If the Steelers end up getting an Aaron Rodgers or they end up getting a stud in the draft, say a Matt Corral out of Ole Miss or one of these young quarterbacks who will be coming in next year. If you're the Browns, you could be talking about having the fourth worst quarterback or the fourth best quarterback, I should say, in the division because we know what Lamar can do. We know what Joe Burrow is doing this season. Bengals have been excellent so far entering week eight of the NFL season. And then what Big Ben has been traditionally for Pittsburgh, he's in the final year of his contract. Steelers probably aren't going to bring him back. We'll see what happens there. But if they make an upgrade and bring Rodgers into the division or get a young stud or someone like, say, hmm, maybe a Russell Wilson, who's I've, I've read things that he's did. Listen, if the Steelers make an upgrade at quarterback, you've got to be sitting there as a Browns organization asking, are we sure we want Baker Mayfield, not just for our franchise, but relative to the rest of the teams in the division? That's something that they're going to have to figure out. And it's the, the gamesmanship, Ike. It's fascinating to me because it's not just what you're doing for your organization, but what you're doing for your organization relative to the other teams in your division who you're playing twice a year. I mean, now you're talking like a goddamn GM. I love it, Mark. Now you're talking. So you look at at that division, Mark, when you ask yourself, you know, between Big Ben and and Baker Mayfield, right now y'all rank third in our division when it comes down to quarterback play. This this is 3A, 3B depending on who have the, the better week than the other person, you know, between Lamar um, and, 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 and uh, between Lamar Jackson and I'm drawing a blank. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. Yeah, between Jamar and Joe Burrow, man, he just – you got to tip your hat to him. Two are the best two right now in the division. So who's the third and the fourth? Well, it just depends on, you know, what week it is and what stats and what big team went for that week. So – 3A, 3B, when it comes down to Baker Mayfield and Big Ben. So, yeah, you're 100% right. Going into it as a GM, looking into it the first four quarters of the season, you know, because the GMs like to break it down by every four games or every 4.1 now. Every four games on who, what quarterback has the best play. That's that's just what it is. So, I mean, you you hit it on the head, Mark. So, for, for, for Baker, he got to put himself, you know, in, in the general manager's perspective, like, how do I throw up against a Joe Burrow and a Lamar Jackson and Big Ben? Okay, let me check my stats. I think both of them, between Big Ben and Baker Mayfield, both of them have the same kind of stats. You know, right now with the touchdown and interception ratio, it's just uh, how do I throw up and how do they look at me? And you're right. And I think you hit it on the head again when you said, you know, Cleveland feel like Baker Mayfield might be the best situation for us. Not exactly the best situation in general, but just the best situation for the Cleveland Browns. Um, he's gritty. He's tough. 
uh, he don't give a what. He don't have a I don't give a what attitude. You kind of like that in him. So that's that's he always been like that. He's been like that since the Oklahoma days. So we'll see how Cleveland feels about him in the offseason. But I think Cleveland is going to take their time on on signing Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. Yeah, get a larger sample size. And I know that that's why Andrew Barry is – held in highest regard as he is as a general manager, a very young general manager as well. Getting Chubb back in this game, I think, is key. Jack Conklin, the right tackle, the starter as well, has missed some time. He's he's back in practice this week, an all-pro player, and that one-on-one matchup with T.J. Watt off the edge is going to be one of the key matchups in Sunday's game. And then another key to the game that I had to, I slowing down Miles Garrett because entering week eight, he is the odds on favorite right now to win defensive player of the year, even despite the the fact that the Browns have been a little bit shaky in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, Miles, Miles keeps getting drug tested. Ever since he took off the speed, he went sleeveless. You know, he's just been getting drug tested week after week, man. If you look at the man, he's just like a guy named Newton. You know what I'm saying? And I feel and I feel sorry for Miles. Put the sleeves back on Miles because NFL is picking on you. You can't help that you do curls, biceps, and tries all damn day. I get it. It looks good. But anyway, yeah, before, you know, Miles just has been, you know, he's been playing to that first round, you know, their first round expectation and, and even to his contract expectation. So, I mean, now he has somebody opposite of him that can take some kind of help off of him. So, Miles, Miles been Miles to me. Miles Garrett been Miles Garrett to me. I always been a fan of Miles at Texas A&M. So it's just now I think he's finally getting into his prime. He's finally staying healthy. So um, he went crazy a couple of games ago. We had four sacks a couple of games ago. So I, I, I get it. But Cleveland right now, man, they got they got a lot of high first, second, third round draft picks on their defense. Um, I don't know when they're gonna figure it out, but whenever they do figure it out, it's gonna be hell on everybody. So Cleveland just got to figure that part out. Pittsburgh still is as well, though, Mark. Pittsburgh, and I'm going to continue to say this, man, they got to keep running the ball, Mark. They have to keep running the ball. They yes, got to put seven on the, on the pitch count, uh, 25 passes or less. And it's, it's, it's been proven. I think you have the stat to say that. You know, the defense, they catch a little break. So now when it's time for them to make a big play, they're able to, to get on the field and cause disruption. But the only time they can do that is what they don't even have to be well-rested. They just need to be rested some sort. And how you do that is by running the ball. So you're getting Anthony McFarlane back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll see how they like the Batman and Robin this thing when it comes down to this Cleveland Browns game. One other player due back in the coming weeks, Stephon Tuitt, probably not due back this week, but his rehab is progressing well. That's what Coach Tomlin told media members. Ike, we'll get to our score predictions for Steelers and Browns later in the pod. We're going to get to some other Week eight matchups now. Titans at the Colts, battle of two AFC South teams. I saw the Titans last week absolutely put the hurt on the Kansas City Chiefs. And in that game, the Chiefs put at least seven plus defenders in the box on 26 of the 29 rushes against the Chiefs. And they're still able to be effective offensively. That trifecta of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones is scary. Even on the road, the fact that they can control the clock, control the running game with King Henry and company, I'm going to take the Titans on the road. What say you, Titans-Colts, this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans as well. And the reason why I'm going to take the Titans is because I've seen what Ryan Tannehill is doing. And what Ryan Tannehill is doing, he's throwing the ball. 
he's throwing the ball to them big boys who look like goddamn power forwards, but they do. But they just so happen to be wide receivers between Julio and AJ Brown. And between Julio and AJ Brown, man, it's hard to check these guys one on one because all they're gonna do is body, big body, big body you, uh, position themselves and just come down with the ball when it comes down to 50-50 jump balls. That's that's exactly what they're gonna do. You know, they complement each other very well. So um, that's what I thought Tannehill had to work on. I thought they just solely relied on King Henry on handing the ball, even though King Henry is the team's personality. But at the same time, man, them two wide receivers between Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown, they got the same personality as King Henry. They just so happen to play on the outside. So now Tannehill is seeing that he's finding that, man. And Tannehill can run, too, as well. You can run a few RP, RPOs with Tannehill as well. So I got I got the – I got the uh, the Titans as well uh, beating the Colts. I like what Carson Wentz is doing. Um, he's always been tough. He always been gritty. Uh, the the, the Colts defense isn't bad at all. They got a nice little defense. They have been injured throughout the season. I like what they're doing. I like what they're going. But for me, it's just the personality of of Ryan Tannehill. I, I think the drip from King Henry and his two wide receivers, Julio Jones and AJ Brown, they kind of it's kind of rubbing off on Ryan Tannehill, and you can see he's kind of getting that swagger with himself, and he's passing the ball to those guys a lot. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans over him. I love it. We'll go on to the next game, Buccaneers at Saints. Before we predict this game, Ike, did you see Tom Brady throws his 600th touchdown pass, and we see everything he gets back in return for the actual football, the, the fan that was given the ball by uh, Mike Evans. What I'm curious about is Tom Brady, say he goes for 700 and hangs on for another few years. How much are we talking if if this 600 football garnered, okay, two signed jerseys and a helmet from Brady, Mike Evans signed jersey and game cleats, $1,000 to the Bucks team store, season tickets for the next two seasons, and one Bitcoin. How much is seven hundred going to be worth? It's it's a king's ransom, Mike. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it from an auction standpoint. So if the six if the six hundred piece gonna give me all that, the seven hundred piece got to be monumental for me. You know, I ain't giving it back. You know, if I if, if Mike Evans wind up doing that again and he just totally <laughs> on the seven hundred ball, I'm not giving that ball back. Because I know that ball gonna cost millions and millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna need a stake. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a stake with a TB12. I know Tom Brady got TB12. I'm gonna need some. I'm, I'm gonna need some sort because the because the Pro Football Hall of Fame gonna be calling me. All the auctioneers gonna be calling me. Tom, I'm not even worrying about you. The the the, the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Bucks gonna be calling me. So that's three people that's gonna be calling me, and they're willing to write a blank check. I know. So for, for, for that point, nah, y'all don't don't need to worry about that, man. I need the King's ransom. I need I need that TV. I need a piece of that TV twelve sticks, man. Give me some of them shares of that TV twelve. That that's that's exactly what I need. And I'm talking forty seven percent. That's what I'm Got talking it. about. Yeah, I need forty seven percent. I need forty. If not, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it. I'm gonna let the auctioneers or Pro Football Hall of Fame decide on how much they want to bid on this 700 and it's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of money. So that's what I I'm think doing. it could happen. I mean, it sounds crazy. I think it could happen though. If he decides he wants to stick around. Cause I, ha- I haven't seen any regression from Brady this season. It's like, 
even at age 44. Uh, Ike Bucks are favored by six over the Saints. Uh, some players that are due back from injury. Gronk's coming back from his rib injury. Levante David, an ankle injury. And Richard Sherman, a hamstring injury. All three players practiced on Wednesday. So a good sign for the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Buccaneers, even though they are on the road. I'll take them over New Orleans. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucs. This, this is when that defense started to crank up. That defense get to cranking. That, 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 that big truck of diesels. You know, I got that diesel. I got that Ford F-350, that, that dually truck. That's when that diesel That's when that diesel started to crank in, Mark. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bucs. As well, man. I, I, and and Tom, Tom just having fun. You know, you can just tell in New England it was just all business, man. It, it, it was, it was you 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 get in the Kentucky Derby, you don't see nothing but Super Bowls. There's no fun. You can tell Tom whether he's doing stuff on social media, whether he's doing interviews, whether he's on the field. Man, he just having fun, man. And it's scary when you got a guy this good just having fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. But I'm looking at the, the, the defensive side for the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. That defensive line is starting to crank up, baby. It's starting to crank up. When you see Big Villa Vea and he started to do dance moves on the sideline, that means he's having fun. So, yeah, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks in this one. They had a get-right game against the Bears in week seven. I can, I can tell that your dog Brutus is salivating over getting after the quarterback in your analysis of the Buccaneers over there at the Taylor household right now. We will move on to the Sunday night matchup, Cowboys and Vikings. And the big question is, is Trayvon Diggs going to continue his interception streak? He has seven interceptions in six games. Entering week eight, Diggs has more interceptions than 23 teams. Cowboys coming off a bye week. I'm going to take the Cowboys. They're on the road, but they are a road favorite. And I want to see whether Diggs can continue his wizardry as a cornerback for the Cowboys. Not not with not with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. New new. Not even. Not even. I'm gonna take the Minnesota Vikings with this one. I'm gonna take this 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 game right here gonna show Diggs. Hold up. Wait a minute. Pump the brakes. We see what you've been doing, but you haven't had a two-receiver tandem like this yet. Hell This nah. is an easy solution, Ike. They just need to clone Diggs. It's it's that simple. Hell, Diggs going to have hell this game. I guarantee, I guarantee you. Why would I tell you? He going to have hell this game. And the reason why he going to have hell this game, because this is a balanced offense, bro. This, this is not a one-side offense. Yeah. They run in, they got receivers. So, And you got a very manageable quarterback. And he hate you like this, don't you? <laughs> that's that's their quarterback name. You like this, don't you? So Kirk Cousins and company with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, um, and you got Cook sitting in the back. But it's a balance. This 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 play action pass gonna be tough. Your eyes gotta be right. And we all know, you know, even though he got seven picks in one game, he he is the number one quarterback who has given up the most yards in the NFL. I mean, cornerback who has given up the most yards in the NFL. So. It's a hit or miss, man. It's a blessing and a curse. But this game right here, I got the Minnesota Vikings in this one, dog. I know you are what your record says you are, but the Vikings at three and three, I think, are a little bit better than their record indicates. Yeah. Excited to watch this one. 
Final matchup before we get to Steelers and Browns on Monday Night Football, Giants at Chiefs. And I a couple things that I want to talk about with the Chiefs because going into the season, they were Super Bowl favorites and everything. First and foremost, to call them a dynasty, I think is disrespectful to other franchises that have won multiple Super Bowl titles. Now, that's not to say that they haven't had success the last two seasons, making a Super Bowl appearance, winning the Super Bowl, and then making the AFC Championship. And if not for a D Ford's offsides penalty, they would have gone to three consecutive. But win multiple Super Bowl titles before you call yourself a dynasty, first and foremost. Our guy Dave Damashek has this right as well, and that Mahomes hasn't turned into a pumpkin. It's just now that when you want to pay him half a billion dollars, you don't have as much salary cap to allocate to the other positions of need. The same thing's going to happen with the Browns and Baker Mayfield if they offer him that hefty contract extension. I would expect something similar to happen with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. We'll eventually see it too with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. It's just what happens. We saw it happen with Russell Wilson. And so the reason I mentioned Damashek is he put out this whole graphic of depending on what year you are as a quarterback, teams that tend to have success have a good young quarterback on a rookie deal. You can load up your roster around that young quarterback. And then once the quarterback gets paid in the modern day NFL, it's harder to win a Super Bowl that's what's going on with the Chiefs right now and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, of, of course, I think the Chiefs is going to beat the, the, the Giants in this one. I think it's going to be a tune-up game because their next three with the Chiefs are going to be pretty tough games after this Giants game with the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you want to talk about money and contracts, um, I think Lamar Jackson will get a – Dak Prescott kind of deal. I think Lamar is probably looking for more guaranteed money up front. I think uh, Dak is getting uh, for this year. I'm talking about contract year. Uh, over the next 12 months, he's getting 75 guaranteed, 75 million guaranteed for his first year. So um, I think Lamar is looking for something like that, you know, a, a, a three to four year deal. I don't think Lamar is looking for a long term deal. I think I think he's going to do, want to do what Dak does, and that's every every four years, man. Let's see what the hell I can do. If I can get seventy five million guaranteed in only one year, I'll do that any day. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll take the between the, the thirty five and the forty million base salary, long as you give me that seventy five in one year. So I think Lamar, I think Lamar has that kind of mindset. You know what I'm saying? If that 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 Patrick Mahomes contract looks good on paper. You know, but if you just if you just break it down, you know, it's 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 not as bad. And the longer it goes, the more team friendly it is. You know what I'm saying? Now that Josh Allen contract, Josh Allen is winning on his contract. He got lesser years, but damn near more guaranteed money plus his salary when it when it comes down to Patrick Mahomes. So he, he really got the bag. You know what I'm saying? But if you just look at Coach Andy Reid, he was like that with Donovan McNabb. He just liked signing his quarterbacks eight to ten years. That's just – he always been like that. If he like his quarterback, he's definitely going to sign him. You know, so I think Lamar is a little bit different. I think Lamar is going to have that that Dak Prescott mentality. You know, just give me all – damn near all of it up front. You know, $75 million in one year, <laughs> that's a lot of money in one year. That's over a 12-month span. That's a lot of money. Uh, so – that's, that's just how I look at it, man. Between Baker, though, I think they're going to look at Baker as a as a Ryan Tannehill. 
you know, between 35 and 40. And that's 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 what I really and that depends on how Baker Mayfield, you know, plays throughout the course of the season. You know, so if Baker, if he stepped his game up like he stepped his game up last year and he wound up, I think it was like 19 to three or something like 19 touchdowns, three interceptions on the second half of the season. Baker's going to get his cheese. But if Baker gets to this six and six, I think it's I think it's either six touchdowns, six interceptions or six touchdowns or four interceptions. Right now, if he keeps that up, they they gonna weigh the options, and that and that's what they should do. But that's just getting back to the prediction. Yeah, I do have KC over the Giants. We y'all know who's talking about quarterbacks and money. Oh yeah, I'll take the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs by ten though. I'm more inclined to take the points and have the Giants cover. I do think that the Chiefs I, I won agree. this game. I agree. So I agree. again, just seeing the Chiefs in person, the defense. Like, the front seven is just bad. And on the other side of the ball, on offense, like, you pointed this out to me, and this is what opposing defenses are doing. They're keeping two safeties high, and they're saying, we're not going to have Tyree Kill beat us over the top, and we'll bracket Travis Kelsey. Kansas City, what's your counter? And they haven't been able to figure it out. No. They have not been able to figure it out. Because they don't have a run game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you don't have a run game, there's – there's no balance when you don't have a run game. You know what I'm saying? Now they're keeping the top on the roof. Now, 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 now they're making, you know, they're making Patty Mahomes, you know, check down. And that's something Pat, Patrick Mahomes don't want to do. He, he don't want check down. He wanted to splash big plays. You know, he wanted the ESPN. He wanted the 16, 17 yard. Oh my God, no look passes. He don't want a Tom Brady that thing. He don't want to throw it to Leonard Fournette. You know, 17 times and let Leonard Fournette have 120 yards, you know, receiving, but let alone we coming out with wins. He don't want to do that. He wanted the Tyreeks. He wanted uh, Travis Kelsey. He wanted the Harmons. He just wanted the backflips and the big plays and the going to the sideline and doing your own kind of daps and, you know, celebrations. But that's not going to happen. Like, and that's what you got to love about the NFL. It takes a few years. They, they say, they say for a rookie quarterback, you know, it, it takes an offseason for a defense coordinator. For a veteran quarterback, they said it take two to three years. Now it's on the quarterback and the offensive system and the scheme to change up. Because if not, man, they they just gonna they gonna take away what you do best and make you just nickel and dime throughout the whole field. And that's exactly what defensive coordinators are doing to the to the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They just making them nickel and dime, and that's just something they don't want to do because they're not used to doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. It's like if you watch basketball, it's like Russell what Russell Westbrook. You know, he's just used to, you know, green light, green light, green light, green light. And now you want to change him and you can't change him. You know, that's just something he always did. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they green light, green light, green light, green light. Every time they see a yellow light, man, they stay want, they, they, they always want to hit the green button. And these teams figure that out, man. They, they're like, they don't have the patience. That's all these defense coordinators saying. Hey, man, let them nickel and dime because they ain't got the patience. And the Kansas City Chiefs, as an offensive unit, they don't have the patience, but they need to have a running game. I love the cross-sport analogy, Ike. I'll use a car reference. If you floor your truck, right, you, you pedal to the metal, pedal to the floor, it's going to run out of gas at some point. So, so. Be, so a few stats I want to run through that also back this point, and we'll get at to our score predictions for Steelers-Browns. Chiefs are producing touchdowns on 34.8% of their offensive drives. 
That's second in the NFL. They produce a first down or a touchdown on 81.2% of their series, which is tops in the league. So what's the path forward for the Chiefs? It's eliminating the turnovers offensively, because if a team is going to take the top and put a cover on the roof, you're going to have to go a 10, 12, 15 play drive down the field. And then you need some improvement on the defensive side of the football, which has just been an absolute mess. Ike, you mentioned their schedule moving forward beyond week eight. They've got the Giants on Monday night football. Then they've got the Packers as well. They've got the the Raiders, and then they have the Cowboys in the following three weeks. So it's a little bit of a gauntlet. They'll have an easier matchup against the Giants, a Giants team that's struggling right now. But then their next three after that, it will tell the tale of, are, are the Chiefs even going to make the playoffs this season? Right now, entering week eight, I would say no. It's, it's uh, their defense is built to to be a hay. So they they on on that defensive personnel, they have a lot of guys who can catch the ball, like Honey Badgers. When you want to talk about a secondary, they got a lot of defensive linemen, the outside linebacker that can sight the quarterback. But hell, when you handing the ball off on that defense, and when you're doing play action pass, and the safeties are coming up, and now the tight ends are running wide open, it doesn't matter. You know, we talking about Chris Jones and company in the past three years, you know, him and his homeboy that had them there, you know, led the league in sacks because the offense was up. Now you can't get no sacks when all you got to do is make tackles on running backs. You know, now you're, now you're, now you're secondary guys. They can't get picks when they got to come up and tackle. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different. And that's why, and I think Cleveland had the recipe. They slowed the game down last year, even though they lost. They slowed the game down. We got very excited when Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes was going to play in the playoff because that's what the world looks for. They look for these high-scoring these high games. But as a football player, an ex-football player, I like that Cleveland Brown recipe. You know, we're going to come in, we're going to hand the ball off. Bake at the time just didn't know how to close that game out. That's all it was. And from that point, that, that put a light bulb on everybody else. You know what? We might not have the two running backs like the Cleveland Browns have, but we got a better defense than the Cleveland Browns. Just look at the Tennessee Titans. They don't have a they don't have a they they got a running back. I don't know about the running game. They got a running back. But they so, say, you know what, let's just put let's just put the top on the roof. Let's just rush for it. Because this is what the Kansas City Chiefs don't want to do. They don't want to run the ball. They want they they want to prove every week why Patty Mahomes is Patty Mahomes. So they want to throw the ball until they figure until the Kansas City Chiefs figure that out. They're gonna be taking L's for a while. I don't care who they play. Right now, the, the Giants game even scared me. I'm not. I'm not taking that wow. too. I think it'll be a closer game than that. Yeah, the ten points is a lot. I'm with you there, Ike. Okay, Brown Steelers first Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Halloween afternoon. We've got the Romo Jim Nance treatment for this AFC North matchup as well. Ike, Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got on Sunday between Browns and Steelers? Cleveland Browns. I got the Cleveland Browns. I got Pittsburgh going into Cleveland and taking that L. You know, even though Baker Mayfield is hurt, he ain't got to do much but really hand the ball off, to tell you the truth. You know, that's that's all he got to do. And the Browns defense, for some reason, you can say what they want. The, the past three times, they got the Pittsburgh Steelers number on offense. That's exactly what they got. So I think Miles Garrett's gonna run crazy. He's gonna go crazy. He, he's he's gonna have a three sack game this game. So I got the Cleveland Browns um, beating Pittsburgh at home. 
I are we're going to lose all our viewers and listeners, but I got to give it to him straight. I've got the Browns 24 Steelers 20 as well. I've got the Browns winning as well for a lot of those reasons that you just mentioned, too. And I don't mean to I don't want to lose our listeners and viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast just but that's how I that's how I see it going into this game. Now, I know the Steelers had a bye week coming in. Remember, the Browns played on Thursday night football in week seven, so they've had a lot of time to prepare as well. But a lot like how the Seattle game was almost a loser leaves town matchup, Ike, I think that this game is going to be absolutely vital for both the Browns and the Steelers if they want to stay in the AFC North division in the running with both Baltimore and Cincinnati. I've got the Browns winning as well. Yeah, 24-21. Okay, okay. We'll see what happens. Ike, we're going to wrap today's show. It's Halloween on Sunday, and I wanted to ask you, of all of the Halloweens that you've endured in your lifetime, what your best costume was? Because Halloween, to me, is it's one of the most underrated holidays. I always like dressing up each year, but I wanted to ask you about that. Oh, man. I dressed up like Robin and my son was Batman. This is when he was five years old. So I had a, you know, uh, a very small Robin outfit, super tight, because he picked it out for me and it was very undersized. So I couldn't even walk outside for it. I had I had a trick or treat inside. And his mom was laughing like a mother mother because she was like, dang, he picked out the smallest outfit for you. I said, yeah, it's smaller than my damn tights football and y'all laughing at me so yeah they went trick-or-treating i couldn't trick-or-treat i had a trick-or-treat with Darren robo so that's how tight that's how tight the outfit was it was bad ike i wish there was some footage of this i provided our I think- producer courtney we'll see if she got a picture yeah, yeah yeah we got a picture of my best halloween costume i was darth maul one year that's my older brother dressed as stone cold steve austin wearing a Curtis Conway Chicago Bears jersey. So our viewers can see this on the screen right now. I was Darth Maul. It was more like a cross between Darth Maul and Yoda because I was so short. I mean, have you grown since? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ike, where's your picture? I, You know, you say you got this Batman costume. Pictures or it didn't happen, my man. I'm going to dish it right back. Yeah, let me, I'm going to text him. I'm still I'm still waiting to grow into my feet, Ike, in all honesty. That's what the doctors it's like, oh, your brother's tall and you've got big feet. You'll grow into your feet. And, you know, nearly three decades later, I'm still waiting. I know. I tell you what, though, I love Halloween, though, because it's the one night of the year, Ike, where you get a second chance to make a first impression. All you got to do is change costumes. So it's the one night of the year you get to do that. I know, right? Ike's trying to dig up to see if he can get his picture now. Ike, you had a uh, workout this morning, too, with some with some people, too. You're telling us about this before the pod. I figured it'd be worth mentioning on the show today. So, yeah, man, I, I trained I train some of my, my 10-year-old kids in the morning, right? Uh, and we start at 6.45. So, you know, I, I, like, I like to get the party started. I'm very energetic in the morning. So, and first of all, I need to get myself going. So, I like talking to myself and talking smack to myself as well, so. You know, we were doing a 40, a 40 minute circuit. We did a 40 minute circuit. So uh the first the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm 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 rolling. I'm rolling. And I'm I'm talking smack, but little did I know 
talking smack to my 10 year old. They, they ain't doing nothing but gathering information and they just waking up themselves. So, you know, that first 20, I was already woke, but I forgot I had 20 more left. That last 20, that's when they started to wake up and they still gathering all the information on the smack talking I was doing to them. And when I say the last 20 was hell, when I say they was out working me and talking smack to me, I said, no, 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 hold up now. Y'all can't be disrespectful in my dang garage. <laughs> but the crazy thing about it is it's all funny games because the parents, they was laughing, they was talking smack to me as well because they understood. It just took a while for their kids to wake up at the same time. So yeah, the second half of them 20 minutes, of them 40 minutes, I mean, them kids had me, them kids had me burning out. So shout out to my tenure team, the Florida Eagles, man, the ones who come train with me, come work out with me in the morning, keeping me in shape. But y'all got me today. I can't even lie. Y'all got me. <laughs> what are, what are they telling you, Ike, when they're heckling you? What are they saying? Of course, Ike, you talking about you, you talking about you a robot. You ain't a robot. Your battery going dead. That would, that's, that's, the kind, that's the kind of stuff. Because I be talking to myself like, yeah, y'all can't keep up with this goddamn robot. Then when I start slowing up, you know, you know, kids don't miss nothing. They don't miss nothing. Coach Ike, you said you're a robot. Your battery going dead. What the hell are you doing? Come on, you better keep up. So that's 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 just that's just what that is. But yeah, they whatever I say to them, they say it back to me. I love that. I, I listen, Ike, I could go the rest of the day talking about this, but we need to wrap it up here on today's show. You're the absolute best, Ike. Always fun talking with you each week here on the Believe It Steelers podcast. Shout out to the folks over at the Believe Podcast Network. Also, our producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and their team over there. Also, shout out to the sponsors. Uh, today's sponsor, betonline.ag. And I want to thank the viewers and the listeners of the Believe It Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Yeah. Uh, massive shout out to betterline.ag. Massive shout out to the Believe in Stillness podcast. Massive shout out to Brinks TV, Miss Courtney and her style. Huge shout out to my dog, uh, Mark Bergen, for, for, for rocking with me on the show. Make sure y'all give us a five piece, and that's five stars. Rate and review, because I know y'all like what we're saying, and we're very entertaining. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Stillness podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.